Dealing with a borderline or somebody with a personality disorder, especially in cluster B, is like no deposit, no return. Welcome to this podcast of My Inner Torch. No deposit, no return. What do I mean by that? Okay. Well, I think actually the no deposit part is probably not factual and not accurate because we deposit a lot of ourselves into these relationships that we are in, these dysfunctional relationships. Let me remind you that my marriage of 19 years is pure, pure dysfunction. I can't tell you, and I think back a lot of times, I think, well, gosh, when was a good time? When was it good? When did it work out? And you know what? I would have to say it was when I was dating her. And that was during the love bombing phase. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was fantastic. Here was a woman who would do anything for me. Here was a woman who said, I love you after a month of dating. I mean, my gosh, who wouldn't want that? Here was a woman who was fun and sexy and vibrant, who basically future faked me. That's another term. Look it up. Future fake. It's usually associated with people with narcissism, but people with borderline do that too with the love bombing. Oh, I'm always going to be there for you. Oh my gosh. We're always going to be intimate. We're always going to be together. You are, you're my rock. My gosh, I'm so glad I found you. Okay. So no deposit, no return. What I mean by that is that when something happens in the relationship, like what happened with my dog being put down and my wife accusing me of being the reason why the dog was put down when that wasn't the reason because he bit her. And there's a rule in our state that, you know, that's just not that they ain't going to be accepted. And so when she went to the vet and said, yeah, he drew blood and showed them, my God, it was a bad bite. They were like, okay, we got to put the dog down. And so she baited me took a couple of days and finally we got into an argument because that's what she wanted. And she wanted to leave the bedroom, but not quite the way it worked out the way she wanted it to, because she wanted me to storm out, go to the guest bedroom. And then she would have thrown me out and that's where I would have stayed. So instead she left and she set up her new abode right by my daughter's bedroom. They're sharing a bathroom. She bought all sorts of accessories. I mean, this is a permanent thing. This is part of what I call no deposit, no return, which means no reconciliation. Understand that people with a personality disorder, there's no reset button. If you listen to the previous podcast, please do. If you haven't, where I talk about a reset button, there is no reset button. There is no reconciliation. This is not a normal relationship. You know, I hear about, in fact, our daughter got into a fight with her boyfriend. Well, actually didn't get into a fight. He just texted her and said, okay, I'm breaking up with you. Okay. That's it. Well, that's what they do these days. Now you don't get a note. You don't get, you know, a phone call. You don't get somebody in person saying, Hey, look, I'm ending the relationship. They just basically text you and say, look, I'm done. Well, that was shocking, but there was reconciliation. A couple of days later, he called her and said, Hey, look, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I was hasty. I don't know what, but you know. Uh, let's get back together. And they did. That's reconciliation. What's going on between my wife and I right now, there is no hope of reconciliation. I don't know if my wife will ever return to the master bedroom. By the looks of it, I can't say it's going to be anytime soon. It's already been almost a month. So now we just kind of coexist. There's no reset button. There's no, Hey, you know what? I was hot headed. 
I care about you. I care about our marriage. I care about our relationship. Therefore, I am going to come back. Let's work it out. Let's talk about it. I'm sorry. You know, I know you must be hurting too. No, 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 no. That's never going to happen in your relationship with a borderline or with a narcissist. Now, the borderline situation is a little bit different because borderlines, if they fear abandonment, they may come crawling back. They may say, oh my God, I love you. Please come back. Okay. The difference between that and a narc, a narcissist ain't going to happen. The narcissist has absolutely no empathy. My wife has a combination of both personality disorders, fear of abandonment with which narcissists have. And also, you know, some borderline tendencies about the raging and the craziness, but at the end of the day, it's, it's a personality disorder. She screwed up. Okay. We, we can get scientific about it. We can look in the, uh, you know, in, in the book where they describe all of the mental conditions. Okay. And we can look at that and look it up and say, okay, yeah, she has this, that, and the other. And that's no different than going online when you have a pain in your side and Googling it saying, I have a pain in my side. What could it be? Okay. So the bottom line is, and I think the message I'm trying to tell you, and I've been trying to tell you a common theme, abuse is abuse, folks. If you're not happy in a relationship, if somebody is treating you in a way that you're not happy, why do you remain? What keeps you there? Okay. Maybe kids, maybe finances, maybe the fact that you can't imagine a life without them. Well, why not? Wouldn't you want a chance to be happy? Wouldn't you want a chance to have another opportunity to meet somebody that might be nice? Or are you like me? Are you repelled by nice people? Because I have to tell you, honestly, before I met my wife, I was in a relationship with somebody who was really nice and I couldn't handle it. I didn't like it. And so along comes my current wife right now. And I'm thinking, wow, okay, this is somebody I can fix. That's the caretaker in me. And so we have to call the kettle black and we have to say to ourselves, this is not normal. No matter how much icing you put on it, no matter which way you have to say, oh, well, maybe I did something. Maybe, maybe it's something I said. Oh, well, maybe it's because they had a bad childhood. It doesn't matter. Abuse is abuse. And I hate to be the bearer of the bad news. I hate to be the person to tell you that. I'd like to be able to sit here and say, look, if, if you wait for six months, this is what happens. Or, you know, if you say this, this could happen. There is no antidote. There is no deposit, no return. Do you understand that? And it's hard to understand. And I get it. I get it because I've been there, done that. My friends would tell me, where's your mind? Several years ago, I sat down with a friend of mine who I've known for 30 plus years. And he's like, you know, if you ever divorce this woman and you find another woman and it's the same type of woman, I'm going to smack you silly. And those were his words to me. He didn't sit there saying, well, this is what I think you should do. Or, oh, I don't really think it's that bad. He sees it for what it is. There are very few people that do. Some people might say, oh, you're overreacting. Okay. You're, you're just kind of blowing it out of proportion. But some people will see the abuse that you endure and see the person that you have become a shell. In my previous podcast, I talked about having a void, a void that I can't fill, getting up in the morning and just feeling sad. And somebody, I guess if I were a psychologist or a counselor, which my father was, 
might say to me, you're depressed because I, you know what? I, I'm sure I am. Why wouldn't I be? I don't get up in the morning and see my wife and go, wow, I'm so happy to be with you. You are such a good person to me. I love you so much. And she doesn't stare at me and say, you know, you're the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm so happy to be with you. We've spent 20 years together and I just can't wait for the next 20 years. That's never going to happen. It does in some cases. And that's very touching. And I yearn for that. I would love to have somebody wake up in the morning and say, it's so good to see you and not be repelled by that. Not think, okay, what's wrong with that person? And just say, you know what? It's good to see you too. I'm glad to be with you and have that person say, I'm glad to be with you too. Have that person post on Facebook for an anniversary. You know, you're a great guy. I'm so happy I met you. Just telling the world how happy they are instead of hearing that I'm the bane of somebody's existence, that I've let them down, that it's all my fault, that everything that's wrong in the world with her is my fault. Even before I met her, everything that is wrong is because of me. It's sad. It's very sad. It's sad to go out. We went on this weekend to give you an example of being excluded and feeling that void and that no deposit, no return. Yeah, everything is civil. Everything's cool. We went out with our daughters and went to a mystery room. Okay. And they were all there. And my wife was there taking selfies with our two daughters. Didn't ask me. Didn't say, hey, come on and get in this picture. I just stood there. How do you think that made me feel? I felt very third wheel. I felt like I wasn't wanted that nobody cared because she didn't. That's the thoughtlessness of these people who have a personality disorder. And it doesn't matter what it is. That's somebody who doesn't think that's somebody who doesn't care. There's a doctor on YouTube, which I won't name. I don't have any affiliation with them, but he puts out videos about personality disorders. And he basically talks about the 10 symptoms, and I should probably do a podcast on this, but one of the 10 symptoms of somebody with narcissistic personality disorder, which could also be, I guess, akin to somebody with borderline is thoughtlessness on behalf of a spouse, just sheer thoughtlessness. They don't care about us the way that we care about them. It's no deposit, no return, no reconciliation. Now, as I said before, I will make a differentiation between the NPD, narcissistic personality disorder and borderline personality disorder. Borderlines can feel empathy. Narcissists can't. It's just not in their DNA. They don't care. They don't care if they destroy you. And the same thing with the borderline. But I think the borderline destroys you out of their own pain. The narcissist may do it as well, but the narcissist is more malicious. They're more cognizant of it. Make sense? MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. I welcome your views, your thoughts, your experiences too. I don't want to just be a talking head here. I'd like to be somebody who can relate other people's experiences, but I'm just relating to you deep personal experiences that happened to me. If anything, as a public service announcement so that you understand that you get a feel for what it's like to be out there fighting the battle each and every day. If you are in a relationship that has spanned as long as mine has, which is almost two decades, well, actually it is two decades, then boy, we're in the same hot boiling water and we're going to be there for as long as we choose to be. If you're somebody who's just getting into a relationship with somebody and going, something's not right. Listen to your instincts. Listen 
to yourself. Somebody like me, I need time to heal. I need time for myself. And that's what I'm doing. And that's what I recommend to you too. Don't, don't, don't let them take everything away from you. Don't let them be an emotional vampire. Don't let them, let them make you into a shell of a person. Okay. Don't break the trauma bond. MyInnerTorch at gmail.com. As always, new episodes of this podcast uploaded every Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I do appreciate your listenership. I do appreciate you. Be well, and in whatever you do, be good. Till next time, this has been My Inner Torch. Thank you.